Welcome to the Color Auntie Podcast. My name is Grace, joined by my co-host, Kozan. And we are so glad that you're here with us. We're just your northern girls trying to live our best life. We're here to help you through those dreadful morning commutes, or if you're just wanting to hear Quay out of things you may be experiencing, because both Quay and I have been there. We don't really know what we're doing in life, but we're hoping to figure it out with you along the way. <laughs> yeah. So listen, your podcast aunties love ya. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Call Her Andy podcast. We're ending off Black History Month, the month of February, but we also want to say we want to take the conversation of Black history and celebrating um, their history into the rest of the 365 days of the year. But today, we have a special guest on the podcast. You guys have heard about her. You guys have heard me tell all the funny stories about her. And we have my infamous roommate as our guest, Tamara Buckland. Yay! <laughs> Hello. Thanks for joining us, Tam- uh, Tamara. Or you, but you go okay. by Tammy, right? We go. We call you by Tammy. So for this, we'll go Tamara. Tammy. Okay, Tammy. Tammy. Okay. All of our listeners. You have a temporary pass to call her Tammy if you want to go yeah. get into her DMs one time. You can say Tammy. Be <laughs> like where I know you from, because only people who know me call me that. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about yourself, Tammy. Um. Well, I mean, I'm working with um, Instacart uh, and and the CRA. Um, we might have to so- bleep that out. Probably. Um, Yeah, so uh, it's a new job, the second one, and um, I've just been getting used to it, and I'm I'm enjoying the learning curve and and the earning increase, so it was nice. Nice. It's a steady job, so, you know, it's it's pretty good. Um, Other than that, I'm a graphic designer. My educational background is graphic design, creative person, all around writing, performing, drawing, creating. Um, I just do whatever makes me feel good. I knew you were very creative, but I didn't know, quite forgot to mention you were a graphic designer and oh. we probably could have used you a couple times. <laughs> yeah, no, I thought you had your own direction or whatever, you, you know. We have no know. direction. <laughs> it's, it's, I don't feel any ways about not being picked. We didn't pick anyone. We did. Yeah, there's nobody. There's nobody. It just. Well, now there's a little. Now there's somebody. (laughs) Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah, that is a part of my educational background. I have a minor in English literature. Um, Mm -hmm. That's where the the creative writing comes in, spoken word. other than that, I am just a fun-loving person, you know? Um, nice. I like to laugh and make jokes. Yeah. And I don't know if you want to, you want me to say this, I'll say this. I think that you're proud Jamaican woman. Yeah. Born in Jamaica. Yeah, I was born in Jamaica. Uh, wow. In Milton, um, and then moved to Toronto. Uh, why the move? Because I just wanted to. I wanted to be in a different space and everything. I wanted to be in the city. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Today, today, though, we have you on the podcast to talk about how you did the flip of what we did for you to pursue education. So like me and Grace went from Northern Ontario down south to this metropolitan city. 
we wanted to do for their education. But you were like, I'm from down south. I need to get as far away from my family. And you went to Northern Ontario at Algoma University. Can yeah. you uh, tell us what that was like for you and why you made that decision? Well, it was crazy for me because uh, I took a while. Like I, ex I went through with the exception of um, me being enrolled in Algoma, but it wasn't. It wasn't Algoma I applied to. I applied to Laurentian University. Mm -hmm. So now, when I found out that Algoma is the campus for Laurentian University in Sault Ste. Marie, oh, <laughs> sorry. Um, yeah, I still, I, I was thinking about it and I'm like, I still want to go. I still, I don't know what this little town is or whatever, <laughs> but I still want to go. So I found, I bought my bus ticket and I packed my stuff and I told my parents, I'm like, hey, I'm going to university. And I applied for like OSAP and everything. Um, and they were just like, are you serious? Where does it go? Where is it going to be? Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. They didn't drive me up there. So I took the bus and, uh. <laughs> Where is that bus taking you? <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I'm going here. You know, here's the address and everything. <laughs> I pretty much made my own choice to just to pick up and go. It's like, I'm going, I'm going to university. That's yeah. awesome. So what were your expectations of Sault Ste. Marie and Algoma University? I had no expectations. I just knew it was a very small town. And it would take me 12 hours to get there by bus. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I wasn't even thinking about the winter. Oh. I mean, like, you know, the how harsh the winter would be? Yeah. But, like, I got a new jacket. I got <laughs> winter boots and all. Oh, did I get winter boots? Because I ran outside one day with just my regular shoes on. It oh. was a nightmare. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, I had some preparation, you know, but I didn't know what it was going to be like, how... I would have a roommate. Am I sharing an actual room or am I going to have my own room? Uh -huh. You know, and I, I still think Algoma has the best like accommodations. It's pretty, it's pretty good. Yeah. Like, but the thing I would want to show you or, or like show you a photo of is like the Humber College Lakeshore campus. It's mm -hmm. kind of comparable mm -hmm. with like the spaciousness and like your, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I just like the fact that I had my own room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you have any type of like culture shock? Like you came from such a multicultural area. Yeah. So culture shock was, was a little bit. It, it happened more when I went to the mall, you know, and just the looks and yeah, I was just wondering, I'm like, why is everybody looking at me like that? Like you don't experience that um, kind of staring. Mm -hmm. And, and um, like, to be honest, before moving to, to Sault Ste. Marie, I did not have much knowledge of the Indigenous culture. Mm -hmm. So it was like a learning experience for me too. like, mm -hmm. even walking down the halls and seeing all this, all these like things, um, quotes or passages and pictures, and just learning about the history, which is, I mean, it's kind of colonized with the picture of of people who went to residence yeah. school is weird. You know what I mean? Sure. I had so many questions, but like it was, if I never moved out there, I would never know, right? Oh, wow. And it's it's crazy because now when I'm learning about like where Hamilton is or where those uh, areas are, I'm just like, what the, the is right here? <laughs> <laughs> 
you know? Oh yeah, that's true. There is a big indigenous population in Hamilton. Yeah. That's being so close to Six Nations and yeah. Mississauga of the Credit. So for people who don't know, Algoma University is, um, there's new buildings now that are built up and around the campus, but Algoma, the main building where the admin is, or I think it could have changed, but it was the Shingwak Residential School. And a lot of people don't know that who are like just coming to Algoma to play basketball or like play whatever. Um, when you found out that town, how did you like? How did you feel? What was your reaction? Honestly, it was like an eerie vibe. And I was just like, "You're telling me there's a graveyard somewhere out there where the woods are, <laughs> right?" Yeah. And I was just like, "No, I've never, guys, I've never gone into the woods behind. I don't know if it's there still or whatever, yeah, but yeah. behind the first um, dorm building, I never went out there." <laughs> Don't. No, I, I never. <laughs> I saw people walking in there, just going for. I'm just like, mm -mm. it was just a whole eerie vibe. I'm like, oh my goodness, like what? What happened? You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just. Uh, I guess those are the normal questions, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So so after um, Algoma. Okay, wait. What was your? What was the highlight and the low lowest light of being up north? when everybody started coming up right and we create basically the school created this multicultural little vibe uh -huh. right and you're getting to know everybody um and just having to run across the quad to be like hey are you up like you want to do something like the closeness <laughs> of like that convenience you know what i mean mm -hmm. now we're all over the world we're right beside each other yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and what was your lowest lowest the time you threw the phone at the wall <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole different story i don't that think wasn't that wasn't the lowest do, yeah <laughs> didn't have to do with school the lowest was when i feel i flunked out of my first year oh when shit. i found out i flunked out of my first year of university and then what did you do after you, yeah what did you do um basically all summer i worked and saved up money what happened oh no what happened? I got put on probation. Yeah, right. I got, I got, um, what do you call it? OSAP, mm -hmm. OSAP was taken away. Yeah. And then I, I remember I worked, I don't remember when it happened, mm -hmm. but I remember I worked the summer, like the whole summer trying to come up with like at least the entry fee, right? That I could pay for university out of my pocket, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. For, for anyone who's, doesn't know the cost is like 675 at that time, right? Well, mine was a little bit more because I- Per class. Yeah, like, uh, well, yeah, like I took a full course load, right? So I only know what- The max max is? Yeah. yeah. Okay, gotcha. The whole thing. So, okay, I remember now. Okay, so flunked out of first year, Watch trying it. to like fight it the whole summer, right? And then they came back like, oh, well, no, OSAP is not going to- take my objection or whatever mm. um so my parents let me the starting fee to go to university that second year and I got a job and all that second year was crazy I got a job I was I think I was diagnosed with diabetes that year oh and it was my second year uh -huh. so and I had to pull up all my grades right I had to 
redo everything and so all that was going on I pulled up my grades and whatever but they didn't give me a ruling if I was going to get back OSAP so I'm like oh, I can't do this another year right. you know what I mean and I have to do the next year because I flunked out of first year so that's when I worked like really hard all summer and I saved up my money and right at the end of the summer they said yeah OSAP I get back OSAP and I got the RA position. So I saved some money. Yeah. So I had some extra bank. When I went to school that year, I was balling. <laughs> I was so balling. All that money saved up. I was just like, I don't gotta worry, don't gotta work, don't gotta do anything. That's so awesome. I love that that you um you went back and you you worked and you did all that. And Where'd I also mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. What? I also didn't know that you had diabetes. Yeah. Wow. You like stumbled and then you like work so hard and then you had like a health thing come in, then you work so hard. But like if you if you gave up, you wouldn't be where you are now. So yeah. Yeah. And also thanks for sharing and being so open about those points because I think we all failed something in first year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just failed most of no because I was like oh this is I've been through college okay they make you do most of the work in class or whatever right I started going to class I'm like all they're doing is talking and I get a lecture notes later so me I I don't really have to go right yeah so yeah so like that then I found out about the rule if you miss more than three classes um, oh yeah they the max you would get was a c if you got that much oh wow yeah I forgot about that one university such a learning curve I'm doing it in such a different way too like so I I just started university for the first time this year but it's all online like the pro even before COVID it was online but it's hard because there's no lectures like it's just read read on your own and um, answer these questions so I never have like that discussion piece Right. So I'm like messaging Quay something <laughs> where I'm just like fired up and yeah. So yeah, I like, I, I like though that like in your, when you first go to, uni- okay, I don't like it, but I'm like, when you first go to university, you kind of know, or post-secondary, you kind of notice like your learning style and like, you're finally given all this freedom. Right. And then like, I know that I could not go to school right now if I had to because there's no in class. Mm-hmm. And I I need that discussion piece. I need to talk. I need to like be in class and listen. I can't just read on my own because like I can't sit still. Like yeah. I can't even sit down to read a book. I need to move all the time. So um, for people who made the decision this year to not, yeah, do it and wait. Like good for you. We t- if you needed it, we totally support you. Like take the time you need. Mm-hmm. Totally. But yeah, Tammy, sorry, I showed like such an interest when you, not an interest, but um, when you said you did have diabetes, because that's something I talk about in our podcast where I, when I was pregnant with Nico, I had just, I got diagnosed with gestational diabetes yeah. and it completely threw me off guard because I first saw it, didn't even know what it was. No one in my family had it. I knew, knew no one that had it. So it was this huge learning curve for me. And I had to go on insulin during that time. And then even now I still have to, 
um, get tested every once in a while to make sure I didn't get um, I didn't um, get type two diabetes. So I want to know, like, for you, how was how like how was it being diagnosed with diabetes, and how did you deal with that? I was upset, you know, yeah. and it was kind of like I before that I don't I didn't like medicine. I didn't like taking like Tylenol or Advil. Yeah, never took any pills. And then all of these, they gave me like three different pills that I had to take mm-hmm. at least three different times a day. And it was kind of like, it was a lot. Yeah, it is. It is so hard. Um, I remember I had to see a dietitian first um, when I was pregnant that I had, cause they were like, we want to see if you can control it with your diet. Right. Like and I was, I was eating like fairly healthy. And, um, I remember one time they're like, okay, you had a banana for breakfast and this for breakfast and that, and it was fairly healthy and my numbers were high. And she's like, cut the banana in half. And I'm like, are you serious? Like I can't eat a full banana or one time there was cranberries in my salad. And she's like, you got to take the cranberries out. Yeah. Like, are you serious? Like, I just, it was so hard for me and I've learned so much about food um, since then and, um, like making sure like what's better for me. Cause I feel like I, I, I must be like pre-diabetic. Um, and I always keep getting checked and making sure I, I didn't like develop it like the full, like type two diabetes, but yeah, it's, it's totally a learning curve and yeah. It is frustrating even now, you know, so like, um, I opted for the gastric bypass that reminds me have to fill out the paper. Oh yeah, because um, uh, Ontario Healthcare covers it, and it's an option that the diabetic clinic gave to me, uh, in uh, order to control and basically get rid of type two diabetes, right? Oh, so yeah. We'll yeah. see how that goes. We'll see. You'll, you'll give us an update. Yeah. You guys can follow along. We'll have Tammy's Corner. <laughs> Tammy's Corner. Thank you for sharing that, though. I know also, I'm sure, a lot of our listeners, because um, diabetes is high within mm-hmm. the Indigenous population, um, I have an, a couple family members that do have diabetes, and um, but no one um, very close to me. That's why it was a huge shock, but thank you for sharing. And I'm sure we'll, we'll relate to some of our listeners. Yeah. yeah. And just to add to that, I, when I found out who had diabetes in my family, it was on my mother's side. It was my grandmother's sister. Oh, wow. It was like skip generations. Yeah. I think it must because both my parents had had, my mom had diabetes and my dad does. So I'm like, well, let's skip. Because I, I check, I check, I, I told, mm-hmm. I've said it on the podcast, like I check usually once a year, mm-hmm. my, like my blood sugars, my thyroid, my this, my that, and I'm always good. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, that maybe it does skip, I don't know. Science well, it's not too. like, yeah. like we are at a higher risk, but anyone can get diabetes. Yeah. I don't think necessarily it skips generations and like, you're going to get yeah. it, gonna, like, <laughs> we can all get it. Yeah, we can all get it. You're right. You're right. It's crazy. And it's, it's a hormonal disease. 
yeah trigger or whatever but it's a hormonal really yeah insulin is a hormonal uh, it's a hormone not a hormonal insulin is a hormone Uh you've told me this yeah and you've told me this so many times but i never got it until right now yeah because like knowing (laughs) grace too i'm like oh i talked about I talk about hormones because I actually just saw a hormone doctor too, because Mm -hmm. I am trying to figure out all this stuff with like fertility and then not being able to lose weight and it's not my thyroid. And that's why I'm like, is it diabetes? Like every time I keep going back, I'm like, is it? And they're like, no, it's not. And then I'm like, what the heck is it then? And it's my hormones are just off in a different way. And now I'm, I'm going to like a naturopathic doctor because I'm the same with you, Tammy. I don't like medication being thrown at me. And I'm like, there has to be another like natural way mm-hmm. for me to figure, like for me to get on track. And I don't know. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just, I forgot where we were going with this, but yes, I agree <laughs> with you. Yeah. Well, I, it's something like, I think um, like nutrition now is definitely like. It's like an in thing. I focus on yes, that's what I was speaking yeah like the food that we eat today right how many hormones are in there in oh. the animal in the in exactly the yeah well that's why everybody's trying to go organic but how organic is it I you know right. what I read that if you can try to eat organic things that you're eating the full vegetable like or fruit you know like so for a banana, like, it's okay if it's not organic because you like, you're peeling it off or I, but I don't know. I'm like, also it's like grown with, with chemicals. So it's got to be inside of it too. But I, I try to eat organic and it's also just like, you know, probably our backgrounds too, that give us the higher risk. Like my husband, Ben, he's Italian and all he eats is like pasta and pizza and carbs and like he's totally fine. I was just like, yo, sometimes you get resentful. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> my friend, she's just like she she was bigger than me, right? And she's French and French heavy on the butter, heavy on the sugar. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the yeah. decadent cooking, right? And she's always talking about all this. And she's and she nothing, not a damn thing is wrong with her. She's healthy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And I was just like, yo, I don't like you right now. Just you know but I mean I've watched documentaries about people with diabetes and they've all walks of life Mm -hmm. it was a fireman Mm -hmm. jacked yeah has type 1 diabetes yeah anyone yeah anyone and it's crazy yeah and it's really hard too because with um at least for like indigenous people um like we we hold a lot of our weight like in our midsection yeah that's where like all of the problems start coming like diabetes and Mm. things like that and when I was talking to my hormone doctor last week she's like okay you're like 170 pounds and you should be like 150 with like your your um like BMI she's like you're overweight and all this and she's like you probably have a lot of weight in your midsection right and I'm like that's it because she asked like what my background was and she like I'm like yeah I'm like that's where it is yeah like it's just what happens with with me too well black people that's what I learned Mm. yeah 
the same thing. People of color just carrying it around here. Somebody yeah. told me that like, oh, it's a survival thing because it goes around to protect your organs. And I'm like, shut up. Quay's <laughs> always with like those type of facts. Yeah, like, but this time I was like, no. I you were probably so lean and like fit. That's what I think. We were so fit. Both of our cultures were so fit before processed foods and yeah. um, simple carbs were introduced into our diets. Yeah. We were just like ripped, sinewy, like you like to say. <laughs> no, there's ripped and then there's sinewy. Just look like it's skin and muscle. That's it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Okay. So another thing that I learned before about you and I hope that we can talk about it more, is you worked internationally. Mm-hmm. So tell me what, what brought you to that decision? Where did you go? Uh, what did you do? So, yeah. Okay, so I worked in China for two years as a teacher. <laughs> Hold on, cut this part out. <laughs> All right, leave it in. All right. Just leave it in, just go. Go. <laughs> no explanation, quick. <laughs> this is an episode with roommates so Quay and Tammy are roommates and some their microwave went off <laughs> this is slow I think they're done what is this what those are meatballs oh they're turkey meatballs she's Ooh. eating my food <laughs> okay okay um, Tammy yeah talk to me about Oh, yeah, I lived and worked in China, in Shanghai, China. Wow. For two years. For what made you decide to go there? Uh, well, at that point, it was the best job that I found online. And there was a lot of want for teachers in China. So I went there. Like, I, that was the first person I heard back from. Actually, no, it was the second person I heard back from. And I chose between the two. So... I ended up in Shanghai, China. So you're an English teacher there? Yeah, I was an uh, ESL teacher, English as a second language. Oh, nice. Yeah. So how was your experience? My experience, well, China is crowded. Shanghai, especially, like it's the metropolitan. Mm -hmm. It's not the capital, but it's the business capital. Like Toronto is in Ontario? Uh, Not true. No. Oh, like Beijing is the capital of China, Mm -hmm. right? So Shanghai is the business capital. But Toronto is not a capital. Yeah, Toronto. We're bigger than Ottawa. It's like, no, Toronto is the capital of Ontario. Oh, it's the capital of Canada. Canada, right. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But I'm just comparing, I'm just comparing the business with the business capital. No, there's no business that happens except with the government over in Ottawa. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, this is how I can explain it. You know, Shanghai, I know Shanghai is a business capital. So everybody goes there to be start their business or do fashion or go to school. It's like a uh-huh. big metropolitan city, right? And it's like lively. Like you don't, you'll never be bored ever in your life. So what kind of things did you do like like for fun? Well, the things that I could talk about. <laughs> oh. 
I traveled around a lot and we did like day trips to cities just outside of Shanghai. And to do that, you have to get on the train and going on the train is like going through the airport because they check your passport, they check your visa, everything. You have to have an ID. If you're a national, like a Chinese person that's living outside of Shanghai, you yeah. have an ID that allows you to go live in Shanghai or even visit there. Oh. So they have a lot of security watching people getting in because sometimes they don't check all the time, right? They just wow. try to get through. Why is it so restrictive? Uh, like crowd control, I think, because there's so many people there. Wait, there's so many what? People. So they try to control the numbers. Oh. Accessing the city. Whoa, we know about that now. That's my guess. Like, why else would you be monitoring who lives there and who has an ID and who doesn't? Because a lot of people from the countryside don't have IDs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, I have a little, uh, this might be ignorant of me to ask, but it's my little res girl question coming out. Um, was it like, was, was there lights always on? Like all in the time? China? In the city? No. Like it no, got dark I, sometimes? Yeah, like they would have like street lights on, just normally like here. <laughs> have like all their stuff on i know what you're talking about because i'm like, like imagining... you watch it on tv but i think that's more japan they have like such bright right okay but, like where i was living wasn't always it's just like normal here like you'll see a, a street sign on yeah. or light yeah street light on so were you were you ever scared living wait so how long were you living there and were you ever scared i was living there for two years and oh. Yeah, I was scared one time. Like, I didn't think it would happen to me, like, anywhere, right? I was walking home from work, like, from the subway station. And um, so I walked through this little park, right? I always cut through it just to go home, right? So when I went in there, it's like it's like a shrubbery, and it's all nice and manicured. So like our park over there? Yeah. Okay. So when I went in there, there's a gentleman that was like, he was wavering before I got to the park. And I'm just like, excuse me, you know, but I don't like, it's just, it's English because they did, I don't know if they know what it is, right? Mm -hmm. You never know who knows English there. So he just said, oh, oh, and he moved out the way. When I turned into the park, he then comes behind me and like slides his hand all the way up my, oh my jacket. Gosh. I have a long jacket like I have there. Yeah. So he slides his hand all the way up there and I I didn't know what to do. I just screamed. Because <gasps> I'm like, what the fuck are yeah. you doing? Gotta bleep that out. And then he just, he got scared. He just turned around and walked away right away. So oh I'm like, gosh. what the hell? Yeah, that's so scary. Happened, right? Because I'm like, why did it, why did you have that idea that you could just mm -hmm. do that? Right? But I mean, this is from me talk like ignorant kind of because like I've never had that happen to me. Well, that's well that wasn't ignorant. That was the right reaction. Like why, what, why would you go all the way up my long jacket? Yeah. Like why do you think that yeah. you can do that? That's scary, Tam. Yeah. That is scary. So, that was that caused me to walk around the park <laughs> for from a while. <laughs> Good choice. When you were living there, did you like so? when like that something like that happened did you have close friends like maybe the people mm -hmm. you were working with like did you have supports there you know I did make friends with this girl who's from California she lived right across this, the hall from me 
where I lived. And then I had my other friend living down the hall. So like I had a little community. Like at one point there was four of us living there. We all worked for different places, but yeah. we just came together. I think it was because we were black. Oh yeah, <laughs> but it was just like a nice group hang. One was from Georgia, one was California, one was from Bahamas, and then there was me from Canada. We so understand that. Yeah, like you're probably like, if you're. <laughs> <Sorry, go. laughs> it doesn't matter if you're from BC, if you're from the East Coast, if you're from like Alberta. If we all meet in Winnipeg and you're a native, we're gonna hang. Yeah, because it's just like yeah, community. Yeah. You're probably like, good one, China. Good one. This worked out. This <laughs> is crazy. No, I think it's the most random thing because I was looking at apartments like weeks before I got there. So I had yeah. an eye on this one place and I kept checking if it was available, still available. So once I got there, uh-huh. I'm like, yo, where's this place? And when I found it, it wasn't far away from where they had us. Okay. So I'm just like, I went there the second day and I got my apartment. Yeah. So wow. I had keys to my apartment in three days. Good one, creator. Good one. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you know what it was? It was a little bachelor pad, which I love. Is it bigger than this? It was about, it was a little, yeah, it was a little smaller than this. Okay. Actually, up to the table. So it was a little twin bed, uh-huh. um, a closet, a little fold out um, desk here, TV, and then another desk at the end of my little bed, and then drawers, and you had a little kitchen. So you turned a corner, you had a little kitchenette. They gave you a hot plate, okay, and a sink, and you have a little fridge. So it was like a little dorm. And then on the left hand side, yeah. you got your nice tile bathroom with a a, a glass door. Like I had a glass <laughs> shower. And my my toilet was off on like a little platform, and I was, really, and I had a little the washer in my my little place. So oh, like, yeah, like if they had dryers in the building, if you wanted to dry, but you everybody usually hangs and dries them. Oh, that's were a, you a, yeah efficient? Were Were you able to drink the water there? Not like, from the tap. Not from the tap. Nope. Oh, oh I didn't know that. No, no, no. I wouldn't chance it. I bought water, drinking water every day. So that's it why you're so cheap. That's why you're so used to having a Brita and stuff, and yeah. like why you buy like big bottles of water over there. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Don't have water. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't either. China. Uh, or yeah. <laughs> oh, after you saw the documentary, you don't no! want to drink oh, anymore. Okay, well, water. we we need to take a side note to talk about Netflix, <laughs> and that's our that's our our um, dishwasher you can hear in the background. But on Netflix, if you've watched Hotel Cecil, Cecil, yeah, yeah, like that, then you will never drink tap water again. That's crazy. Even in like Canada, even in Canada, yeah. Well, so, I mean, we don't have water wells, but you so. never know, and that's scary. You never know. Oh, yeah, God. it's a. It's a we don't want to spoil like, it. Water flushing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We'll just say we added that effect in. Yeah, we're getting some editor editing. Oh my god. Okay, so what is it called again? Cecil Hotel. Or yeah. Hotel Cecil. On Netflix. Oh my god. Okay. Um, okay, yeah. So back to that's why you drink water out of the bottle. Yeah, yeah. I'm more used to just drinking it. And growing up, they always boiled the water before we drank it. Back in Jamaica? No, like here. In Hamilton? Yeah. 
Wow. Like wow. Caribbean people. I grew up, we're all oh, first okay. generation immigrant, immigrants, right? So so in your yeah. house, there's some oil then. Yeah. Any Caribbean household I went into when I was growing up, they boiled their water. Interesting. I remember always Ben's sister, and she's traveled around like a ton of places. She says that Hamilton's got the best tasting tap water. Oh, really? Yeah. Like she was just in like Nicaragua last year and she had Nicaraguan tap water. Um, probably not because she was living out in a jungle, I think. So, oh, that's even cooler. Yeah. She, it's, yeah. I know there's so many cool opportunities. Like, so you moved out to China and I think that's so awesome. So, like, overall, in like in a nutshell, how was like, would you go back there or no? No, I would for the opportunities, but I wouldn't stay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Where do you want to go next? <gasps> like- Wait, on China, did you go to the Great Wall of China? No, I didn't. Go I I- back! <laughs> I missed a couple of things. I did get to go to Thailand and like the South of China, but I never went back to Beijing or Japan. Okay. Two places I should have gone. I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So we have one last topic to talk about before we wrap up our episode. And this is going to get fun. Could It could get funny. <laughs> oh, quick, quick. Um, this is about racism and ing- ignorance in China. Oh, yeah. Um, well, like for me, they would look at my hair mostly. Because oh. if they tan, they would look like they like you know if they're out in the sun yeah there's, there's people who are darker than me that look at me strange when we're sitting in the same like subway part you know what I mean I'm like why are you looking at me like yeah. you you're darker than me right now but um basically they associate the darker skin with people who work outdoors mm-hmm. people who work on the countryside they're not very affluent right so the you know more affluent you get in China the lighter your skin gets right and they have like they, it's a really built into their culture like they have uh like parasols you uh-huh. know those things to cover themselves because of the sun uh-huh. uh, most of their cream products have lightening and brightening um attributes uh-huh. to it so you got to be careful as a as a woman of color going there like we oh, yeah. like they actually have youtube blogs and stuff to warn people about like be sure. careful when buying lotions and things in there because you'll get lighter because yeah. that's what it's for and, and a lot going, yeah sorry no I'm sorry to block or cut you off go keep going yeah so like you know you use those products every day and then you you walk around with the parasol or whatever whatever that thing is yeah called, the umbrella parasol the parasol? sun umbrella yeah whatever oh that's what <laughs> I was gonna say and there's a lot we get from China yeah, yeah and I was gonna say also that's kind of flipped because here you're tanned mm-hmm. because you have so much vacay time right. and la- you you, you yeah. are so well off that yeah. you can go outside and just sunbathe yeah so it's yeah. like kind of, it's flipped that kind of it is flipped mm-hmm. and people get like sun like um spray tans like it's a a total like look here that people want to be yeah there. We've, we've gotten spray tan I've tan tan but you've gotten spray tans I got spray tan 
to look like we're on vacay and stuff. Yeah, the ones that, you know, live outside of China, that's, yeah, cool. But in, in China, uh -huh. the thing is to have pale skin, especially if you're a woman. A man can, you know, he can pass with some dark skin. <laughs> Interesting. Mm -hmm. Even their, their standards for women. <clears throat> okay, so I really want to talk about something. I'm thinking we might not get into dating yet, but I want to talk about um you told you told me this one time and I, it was like profound because <laughs> you were like you came out of your room after a workshop that you did and you're like yo we don't even give consent to these westernized standards of beauty mm -hmm. we're so fucked and I was like oh, I didn't give my consent to want to look like Courtney and Kim Kardashian I didn't give my consent to look like, what is it, Katie Moss or like Twiggy. I never gave my consent for that, but that's the standard of beauty that I'm trying to meet. And as like, well, as women of color, we're, we're like not going to meet it. Yeah. I mean, like in some, yeah, in some cases you wouldn't. Like I've seen people go to extremes to become like, like things that are on the table, uh -huh. like um, a Barbie doll. There's some Russian woman out there who got plastic surgery to have the same proportions or the right, scale right, right, proportions right. of a Barbie doll, which is crazy. Yeah. But explain it again how you did to me because I I didn't do a good job. What do you mean? Like um that the, con the the concept of uh, consent. Yeah. Oh yeah. So um I mean you we know that the media creates something, right? Creates something flashy and Tells, says basically says to you in whatever form or fashion if you have this if you buy this you can have this they're selling a lifestyle right mm -hmm. so they're showing people hey you want this fancy lifestyle you want to be happy and trolling on a beach and do this well buy these things then you can have that you mm -hmm. know so it, it's, it's a lot of things that people are just like mindlessly droning on it's like oh yeah I want that so I'm gonna go buy this right mm -hmm. it's nobody's fault is what we mm -hmm. are being shown right yeah. if, if the society wanted to build a different type of culture or a different type of um reaction or you know what I mean they would show us different things and you see it everywhere you go like yeah. in, in China there's a different um standard of beauty in in India there's a different standard of beauty but all these general slightly different standards of beauties it's always the same thing the lighter you get yeah the more off the way you are it's but it was we've never agreed to it no like we never agreed to this like we never gave consent for these standards no we just took it as well this is the way it is because we don't we're not showing any other option right? uh-huh just not to be like everybody that's why people are saying oh wake up yeah look at what they're doing stay woke and stuff like i'm just like we were really sleeping kind of you know what I mean? <laughs> like we we're just like oh that looks nice huh maybe i'll buy it you know if i want to get that type of attention i'll right. buy that dress i'll buy that shirt oh i'll look really cute in it oh if i look really cute this guy's gonna like me oh if i look really cute then everything's gonna be easy because yeah. that's what we're so shown on social media and like movies and all these things the prettier you are the easier your life is yeah I was I was asleep all through like university and high school. They they totally worked me over. Not like I mean slightly totally worked me over, I think. <laughs> Cause like now, remember when we were talking, Grace, about like Selena and we were like so hungry 
for somebody that looked like us mm-hmm. that we I feel like I just bought into this be slim be tall yeah. <laughs> and then like I, to my easiness Jersey Shore was big in university so I just had to have big hair big eyelashes and tan skin and I could rock with those <laughs> so it, it lucked out for me but in high school they really fucked me up right and imagine in high school in elementary school I remember going to school in, in Hamilton where I'd be like the only one of two or one of or the only one yeah. only black kid right and it's kind of like mm-hmm. no I didn't have a boyfriend all throughout school or whatever yeah. and it was a real thing like it wasn't it was not cool to like me and I didn't know why right mm-hmm. and looking back now I'm just like oh that was that's nice you know what I mean like yeah, what are you supposed to say like I that happened yeah that happened and it's just because it wasn't a level of beauty and I didn't see myself represented at, at uh, that yeah. age yeah like you were beautiful mm-hmm. you are you are Tammy <clears throat> okay so that's gonna wrap that's gonna wrap up our episode we were we're so happy that you were here to join us tam for any of our listeners um who are young who are indigenous we might have like other cultural listeners we might have like a afro-indigenous person or a black person if they're young going through school going through a hard time what message do you want to send to a young person of color everything's gonna be all right (laughs) yeah just keep going you know Take your, learn from whatever hurt you. Mm. I just wanted to point out the first thing that I even mentioned when I wanted to say something inspiring came up from a place of pain. Aww. And I apologize. So what I want to say to a Black person is you have no limit to whatever you want to do or whatever you want to become. There you go. Oh, I love that. I'm in Tammy. That's good. okay thank you so much for listening everyone and we'll see you next week so your podcast andy's know that life can be tough and we want to end our episode with promoting the hope for wellness talk line the hope for wellness Um, Helpline offers immediate help to all Indigenous people across Canada. It is available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week to offer counselling and crisis intervention. Life can be tough and we've all been there. So call the toll-free helpline at 1-855-242-3310 or connect online to their chat at hopeforwellness.ca. And remember that your podcast entities love you.